Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. Life isn't always filled with sunshine and rainbows. Storms are inevitable. In fact, on a sunshine-filled day, a storm can arrive without any warning and wreak havoc. Sometimes we know it's coming and we do our best to prepare, but unexpected surprises arise. Other times we feel like we're completely prepared, but then the storm shifts right instead of left and we scramble to get out of the way. Sometimes a storm comes straight towards us and all we can do is hunker down and do our best to stay rooted while we wait it out. Storms can cause a lot of damage, but they can also clear a new path for us, leading us to new beautiful places. A few years back, my next guest, Tabitha, went through the storm. At the time, she couldn't seem to understand why. I think we can all agree that most of the time, it isn't until we look back after the dust has settled that we can see it more clearly. Now, looking back, she knows that it was meant to set her on the path she's currently on. Not all storms just come to disrupt our lives. Sometimes some come to clear the way and lead us in a new direction. Hey girl, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to dive into your story. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Okay. So can you take us back to life right before the storm hit? What was going on in your life at that time? Yeah, absolutely. So before our storm hit, we were living in central Alberta, loving life, absolutely thrilled with where we were with everything. I was um, running a decor, a linen decor rental business, and we had just built a brand new shop for it, a brand new office. There was a thriving business. My husband was loving his job where he was. Our kids were healthy and happy and life was really good. (laughs) Okay. So everything was going good. You have your husband there. You've got two kids at this point. Um, yeah, loving life. So what was the start of the storm? Did it hit all at once or did it kind of unravel? It kind of unraveled. It was definitely almost like a year long adventure that we went through. And just like you said, in that beginning there, it's like, it's storms that define us. And it's hard because sometimes it is those hard, usually it is those hard times in life that like are our pivotal moments or our defining moments. And you're exactly right. Like I didn't know at the time, I had no idea what was happening or why these things were happening to us or why my kids were going through these hard battles. But now I can look back and see so clearly that it all happened for a reason. And for me, that defining pivotal moment was the year 2017. Okay. So take us there. What was happening? Like, what were some of the things that were thrown at you and what happened with your kids? Yeah. So we started the year, um, bringing in the new year, uh, 2017 in Arizona. we absolutely fell in love with Scottsdale, Arizona, and we would take a family trip there and every year and just loved it. So we were in our happy place. We were thinking 2017 is going to be a great year. We're starting it off. Right. 
Um, but then we got home from our trip and things just kind of started changing there. Our son, who was, how old was he at the time? He would have been eight at the time. He started having a lot of neck pain and it was just completely out of the blue. Like we didn't know what was happening, but he would wake up and just was in pain. So much constant pain. Like you could literally see like his muscles were seizing and it was almost like ropes running down the back of his neck because his muscles were so tight. So he had very limited range of range of motion. And there was days that he couldn't even get out of bed to go to school or to go to hockey or to get up to do the things that he loved. And so that was really tough to see a kid who is always so strong and so brave and like never gets hurt to be like flat out and not be able to get out of bed some days. So that was kind of the start of all of it. We began doing like lots of treatments and like physio appointments, doctor's appointments, just to try to figure out what was going on with all that. So that was quite stressful in itself. But then the real storm really hit with our daughter. Her health had been a bit of a struggle her entire life. She was four and a half at this time. And it was January, end of January, and she started getting sick. And it was just like what we thought a typical cold. It turned into croup. Um, like I took her to the doctor. They said like, she's fine. Take her home. Gave her like the steroid for croup and just said, if it gets worse, bring her back. And so I took her home and I just watched her get worse and worse. And I knew it was time to make the call and take her to the ER. So I packed her up. My husband was working away at the time and he was a uh, week on week off, fly and fly out uh, rotation at this time. So he wasn't home. It was just me and the kids at home. And so I called a friend to come over and stay with my son while I took my daughter to the hospital. And she was a lot sicker than I thought or than I knew. Um, as soon as I got her there, they immediately called a code on her. They rushed her into the trauma room. They started working on her, like all the things like doctors, nurses, I couldn't even see her. She was completely surrounded by doctors and nurses, like doing blood work, starting IVs, doing tests, starting oxygen, all of the things. And that was so hard because there was nothing I could do. I couldn't even like stand beside her because there wasn't room for me to stand beside her. Like I literally could only stand in the corner and ball my face off. Like it was, it was crazy. Um, everybody was just like, moving a mile a minute, doing all the things that they needed for her. And they actually couldn't help her at that hospital because the hospital that she was at was not set up to treat patients as sick. So they made the call to the transport team at the Stollery Hospital in Edmonton. And they transported her to the intensive care unit where she stayed there for a few days. And we were just kind of left like praying that she would get better. There was, there was nothing that we can do except for love on her and pray on her and, and, and be there to support her. And so she came out of that and bounced back. It was amazing. Resilience. Like it's absolutely amazing. So she got better from that. We got home 
and she was thriving. She was back to gymnastics. She was back to like doing cartwheels and jumps and flips around the arena while her brother was playing hockey. And we thought, okay, like that was the storm. Like we're through this, like life is good. Um, our son's neck pain was still happening, but it seemed to kind of like slow a bit. So we're like, okay, perfect. We're in the, then March came and the exact same thing happened with our daughter. And before we know it, we're back in the hospital. Um, this time she was admitted into the Red Deer hospital and we thought things were going to be okay. Like she was hooked up to everything that she needed to be. She was in the place where she needed to be, but she took a turn for the worst and she went back into major respiratory distress. And the doctors had no idea what they were dealing with. They couldn't put a diagnosis together for her. They didn't know how to treat her. And we were back in an ambulance, headed back to the intensive care at the Stoller again. And this time it was really hard because we knew she was in the right place. We knew she was getting all the help that she could and they were doing everything they could, but she wasn't getting better this time. So our hearts like completely sunk. Like we just, I didn't know how to handle it. I knew I had to be strong for her. I knew she like, I'm just her person. And I knew she needed me to stay so strong. While she was in the hospital, she lost so much strength that she couldn't put together more than two words at a time. She couldn't stand. She couldn't walk. So when she finally got the strength to stand on her own, when she was four and a half years old, it was like I was watching my child take her first steps again. Like it was insane to feel all of those emotions um, just flood through me. And once again, she, she got better. She healed. She fought through it all. She found the strength within to beat it all. And she was released from the hospital and we were back home again. And so once we got home, I noticed for myself, I had a massive emotional release because I held it together while we were in the hospital. I held it together while I talked to all the doctors, while I talked to all the nurses, while I talked to our family and gave them updates, but I was falling apart inside. And so that was really hard. And once we're home, I just let it all out. And it took a few days for me to like fully heal from all of that, but I did. Um, I found the strength within myself to pull it together and just do all the techniques that I needed in order to heal myself and find the strength to continue being the best mom that I could be to her and support her and her recovery as well. So again, we thought things were looking good. We were doing well, but our son was having a change within him. And this was difficult because he was my rock through all of this. He was like him and I have a connection that he's just, he's just my person. Like we're just like so connected and he started just pulling away. And 
I just didn't really know how to handle him. He started having these like massive outbursts that were like nothing I ever seen. Like he would go and like smash things around the house. And he was just always this loving, kind, patient boy that was such a problem solver and would think things through. And his ability to like problem solve was amazing. Like people would always say he was wise beyond his years in problem solving. And to me, I didn't really get that because he was my first and I didn't know any different. Right. So I was like, oh, it's just the way it should be. But I started seeing these massive, massive changes in him and I didn't know how to handle him. So I felt like the worst mother in the world because I thought what mom doesn't know how to handle her son. And again, my husband was working away. So we spent a lot of time on the phone (laughs) with FaceTime calls to him and he would just calm Halen down and he would talk them through it. And before we knew it, we figured out that what we were dealing with was childhood anxiety. And to me, anxiety wasn't a thing. Anxiety to me was made up, was like control your child. Like your child is acting out. Like I didn't understand it. Anything that I thought anxiety was, I was completely 110% wrong about. And I apologize to anybody who ever went through anxiety before, because now I understand it. And now I know that like the way that I thought and portrayed it before was totally wrong in every single way. But what I learned through it all was he was having so much anxiety and so much fear, and he didn't know how to handle it. He was eight years old and he did not know how to handle all of his emotions. He was stuffing everything down inside of him, just like I do, or like I did. And he didn't know how to process it. So when he did have any sort of emotional release, it was just an explosion, like an absolute explosion. And as I learned more and more about it, I learned how to communicate with him in his terms. And I learned the importance of communication instead of stuffing everything down inside. And as we got talking to him, we really learned what his fears were and why he was having these outbreaks. And they were heartbreaking. The fears that he had were that his neck pain was never going to end. And that he was going to have this crippling pain for his whole life. And the second one was that he was going to lose his sister. Mm. And it was so hard because he was so afraid to go to sleep at night because he feared that he would wake up and his sister would be gone. And when he was awake, he was just in so much pain that he couldn't even enjoy his days. Oh, that's heartbreaking, you know. It really was. It was really, really hard. But at the same time, it taught me what anxiety was. And it taught me to communicate and how important it is to communicate. So we learned so much from it. He went on that September to we learned that he was suffering with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and he had swelling in his neck between c1 and c2 and 
we learned that we had to control that. We had to put him on medications to control the swelling because of the area of his swelling. He was at risk of paralysis. And that was another like huge emotional thing that we had to overcome because to hear those words come out of a doctor's mouth that our son had this disease that I thought was only in old people. I didn't realize that children could get arthritis. So here he's suffering from arthritis and anxiety. And it's our job as parents to understand him and help him. And it was a huge learning curve to learn the different medications, to learn the ways to speak to him, to get him to speak back to us. It was all just a lot to take in. So throughout the whole summer of 2017 and throughout the fall, we spent a ton of time traveling to doctor's appointments between Edmonton and Calgary to different specialists for both our son and our daughter. We were different places constantly. And it was a lot on my plate because my husband was again, working away at this time. And he really seen the toll that it was taking on me. And I kept fine. I'm good. I got this. Like, this is my role as a mother. I can do this. Like you have your role. Like, don't worry about me. But he knew, and he seen that it was like crumbling me on the inside. And so he said, I'm not going to let you do this on your own anymore. I need to be there more. And as faith would have it at the same time, he was offered a job position, but that came with a trend and a move six hours away from our friends and our family to where we didn't know a single person. So we outweighed the pros and the cons of leaving our friends and families to be together as a full-time family and have daddy home where we needed him. And so that's what we did. We took that and we moved. We found a place that we could call home and we moved six hours away. And as much as I was on board with it to start with, once we got here, I struggled (laughs) again. (laughs) I struggled (laughs) in the fact that I didn't want to be here. I missed my family. I missed my friends. I am normally outgoing and able to make friends with no problem, but I just can head that I have friends. They're just not here. I have friends. They're six hours away. So I put up these massive walls around myself and people would ask, like, come hang out to invite us to this or that or coffee or drinks or whatever it be. And I was constantly turning people down and being like, nope, I'm good. I don't like, I mean, I wouldn't tell them like, sorry, I don't want to be your friend. But at the same time, that's, that was my thoughts. Like I have friends. I don't want to be a friend. I already have some. So, and that's not me at all, but I was just in this headspace where that's where I went. And then at the same time, I would, was constantly saying to my husband, I hate it here. I have no friends. So it was this crazy internal battle that he's like, have like you have people asking you to do stuff do stuff with them but 
I would. So I just want to pause you here for one second. Sure. Okay. Because you said, I mean, you went through the storm, like just like your whole family, your son, and the way that it came out of your son was through anxiety and it showed up in different ways. Right. Right. You also went through the storm and you also had to deal with it all. How did that present in itself? I heard you say like a few times you just kind of, I'm going to handle this. I'm a mom. I've got this, but what was it doing to you on the inside? Or were you just autopiling it out? Like how did it present in yourself? Like all of that emotional toll that was coming your way. You know, it was definitely autopilot. Like I was just kind of like a zombie going through the motions, doing the things I buried myself in work um, to take my mind off of what we're going through. Um, At this time, I was starting a nonprofit society where we were trying to raise a million dollars to bring a recreational facility, a second ice surface to the town that we were living in. And I was the president of that organization and I dove full into that. And that was my like saving grace, I guess off of things. And I was really able to focus on that. So I just kind of was in autopilot with a lot of things, but also buried myself in work to kind of suppress feeling the emotions because I didn't want to feel them. Right. So I wanted to bury them and not deal with them and just make them go away. (laughs) away. Okay. So then you're in Grand Prairie though, and you're not surrounded by friends and family and you're crumbling on the inside. Yeah. Then what? Yep. And so I was, I had to resign my position as president of that nonprofit society. So I no longer had that. Um, I was just a stay at home mom and my daughter was now in full time. She was in grade one. So she was in full-time school and here I am home by myself. No real purpose, no real jive, no real friends that I felt around me. And So I myself started feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. And again, that just, it wasn't me. I was so lost in myself. I just, I wasn't connected to myself at all. I was feeling completely lost. So what I did was I seen like all these posts of people like in network marketing companies and like all the friendships and all the connections that they've made from that. And I was like, "Hmm, maybe this is something that I should give some thought to some like try it out. So uh, one of my friends invited me to like one of her home parties and I was like, okay, I'll go. My husband's like, just get out of the house, go away, friend. <laughs> and he's like, please go tab, take her. <laughs> so I went and like sampled the products that they had and like really fell in love with what they had and the products. And I noticed a change in myself with these supplements. And so I thought, okay, let's do this. Like, why not? Like, what do I have to lose with this? I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I dove into that. I really enjoyed it. Loved the product, loved the company, loved the people, like the people and the connections. I made so many like online friends. I actually didn't believe that online friends were a legit thing. (laughs) 
the time with the online friends were like, you know, for crazy people <laughs> who yeah. would never get out and here I am with all these online friends and loving it. It's like the amount of connections that I have made with people who I have never met is amazing. Like it just, it blesses my heart and fills my soul so much to have these friendships with people that I've never actually met in person. And it, <laughs> it blows my mind to think about that now, but um, here I am, I'm loving where I am with that and all the people, but the company changed and it was no longer like aligned with my morals and beliefs and like what I stood for. And so I made a change to a different company currently with and like love it absolutely love it it is fully in alignment with who I am and like my mission in like helping people rid toxins from their homes and bring a healthier alternative to their lifestyles and I made new friends with it it's like I made new friends within that company and new online friends and like loved it. I actually really had a hard time leaving the last company, even though I was no longer aligned with it. I didn't want to leave the people. I feared that if I went to a different company, I would lose the current friends that I had. And so I stayed a little bit longer than I, I now look back and realize that I should have because I didn't want to lose those people, but I realized like, if these people are my true friends, they're going to stay my friend, no matter which company I'm with, they're going to support me through my journey, no matter like where I am or who I'm with. Right. So I took the leave, jumped over and love it. Like absolutely love the idea, the concept of network marketing. I love all the training and the personal development that, um, they provide you with, or like, that you have to dive into in order to get the confidence and the courage to reach out to people and share your passion with other people. And so as I dove into personal development and the whole like self-development world, I loved it. And I just like engulfed myself with it. I read and read and read and it was crazy because I was never a reader ever. Like, I don't think I read a book like cover to cover, like until I was like maybe 24, like I hated reading. And all of a sudden I'm like nose in a book constantly, like listening to podcasts, listening to whatever I can and just filling myself up. And I realized that I wanted to, do this. Like I wanted to be one of the people that helped other people dive into personal development and help themselves more. So I started doing some training in my team that I had with the company that I was with and it filled me up. Like I loved it. I knew that that was my journey. I knew that that was my space, that that was my jam, that that's where I was thriving. But a part of me realized that I didn't just want to help the people on our team. I wanted to help serve the masses. And so I decided to take my life coaching certification 
become certified in that and start a business in life coaching. And now I'm loving it. And I know now I can look back to 2017. And like I said, I can know that those moments and those hardships that I went through and the the trials that my children went through and all the pain that they endured, I can now take forward and use it as my passion and use it to feel feel other people and other women specifically. I also want my children to know how strong they are. The trials that they went through and the the hardships that they endured, they don't fully remember. They don't remember the strength and the courage that it took for them to overcome the things that they did. But I do. I remember I remember the strength and I remember the pain that they endured. And so that's part of my mission. And that's part of my passion is to take the pain and to make it power, to turn the pain into power. And I want to teach other people, especially my children, how to do that. Because like I said, they won't remember what they went through, but I will. And I will teach them and I will teach them that they are the ones that taught me that. Oh, that is so beautiful. Um, so when you dived into like the self-growth, self-development, all the books, all the podcasts, everything for you, what did that do for you? Like, what are some of the major shifts in your mindset or your life or your, um, yeah. What are some of the major things that you noticed came for you that you want to give on to other people? Confidence is a huge one. I know women confidence, especially mothers. Um, after we become mothers, our bodies change, our minds change, our hormones change, so much change within us. And I just think it's so important to teach other women and other mothers specifically that they are beautiful, absolutely the way that they are, that they are designed to be the way they are for a reason. And with mothers, we pour so much into other humans, into these little humans that we're raising. And I find that our desires and our needs kind of get stuffed under theirs and other people. And some women spend decades pouring into other, other kids, other people, other humans, and they just lose themselves. And then it comes that time where those kids go to school and they are lost because they don't think that they can go back to the career that they went to school or they had prior to, um, prior to becoming a mom, or they can't go back to like the education that they had because it just no longer serves them. And because, of course, as we grow, we change, we grow and evolve into different people. And so I just want women, I want women to go back to their hearts and their souls and connect with what is calling them and what their desires are, because I truly believe that desires have been planted within you for a reason. And they want you to step into those desires. They are there and they are waiting for your women to step into them so that they can bring light to the rest of the world. So that was something that I just really, really 
learned through the whole process of self-development um, and in the whole like aspect of the company that I was with and working with my teams and whatnot. So I just, I really found women were lost and didn't know what to do specifically with their lives. So that was something that definitely stood out to me and something I want to pursue now. Oh, I love that. And what are the most um, prominent changes that you see in yourself um, now, I guess, as a mother and um, independently and as a wife, have you shifted kind of who you are based on how you're showing up now? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. I can definitely say that once you align yourself, your inner desires with your soul and you live a soul aligned life, you then step into the best version of yourself and you show up in a different way. You show up in a way that you can serve the masses that you can, you can let your light shine. And I definitely find that with myself that I can show up as a better mother, a better wife, a better coach in so many different aspects of my life. Nice. I know like just through the screen here and like on your uh, social media, you're always just this lovely light that's so like bubbly and refreshing. And you can tell that um, <laughs> whatever it is that you're doing now that you are in total alignment. Um, yeah. And I love that you are now providing um, like using your pain and the struggles that you've been through um, to now provide for other people who are lost and, and not feeling like themselves, because like you said, when you moved, like that wasn't you, like you were, I don't know what, what happened? Like that wasn't you. And, you know, sometimes we go through different periods in our lives where we do feel lost, things change, things drift away. Um, and so I love that you're helping other women come into that and find that and discover what it is that kind of makes their light shine. So you just recently started, um, a program where you are coaching a group of women. So can you tell us about this program that you have? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that. I definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah, um, that I'm doing now is called Lux Empowerment and the, well, sorry, the, the, coaching business is called Lux Empowerment and the programs that I am doing is called Rediscovering You. And it's a 10-week program where we go through and we just really uncover our confidence. We uncover the things that set our soul on fire. We learn how to, to do more of the things that light us up. We learn how to forget and let go of the things that hold us back. We learn to forgive others and forgive ourselves. And we learn about our capsules and how we have to take stock of what is inside of us and just go through the steps in order to let people step into the, the best versions of themselves. And so the whole mission statement behind Lux Empowerment is to empower women to take inspired action by aligning their inner desire so they can live a luxurious soul aligned life of abundance, confidence, happiness, and fulfillment. Oh, I love that. Like all of those words. Yes. Don't, doesn't everybody out there, isn't that what we're seeking? 
Um, yeah. So, um, what have you seen so far? I know that you, um, had a group of women who kind of went through it with you already. Uh, what have you seen or, or what, um, has it affirmed, um, this desire in yourself? Because you say like, you want to live, um, like in alignment, fueling your soul after going through it. Um, has it just kind of confirmed that this is what you're here to do? Absolutely. I'm never of anything than being a mother and being a wife than this. This is my calling. And I do believe that this has been like on my heart for a while, but just, I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know how to pull it out. And I just, I believe that everything happens in divine timing and you have to be patient for it to come to fruition because everything will happen when it's meant to. And I was actually just having a a chat with my girlfriend the other day because she was just saying how she feels it. She feels what she needs to do, but she's just not there yet. And I just kept like assuring her that it will happen in divine timing. Like this, the hardships that she's feeling and going through now is going to propel her into amazingness. And I have no doubt about that. But as for your question with um, what I've seen in other people. So I did a, like a launch program for it with three women and I loved the feedback that I got from them. And what I seen out of them was so much confidence. And that just made me like radiate and so proud of them because they were just kind of like shy and reserved and went really like speak their truth or like speak, like say the things that they wanted to where now like I'm around them and like they say things that I know that they wanted to say before, but they just wouldn't. And now they have the courage and the confidence to just speak their truth and speak what they want to. And they're just really connected to themselves. And one realized that the life that she is currently living is what she dreamt about her whole life, but she just kind of got lost in it. She got lost in like the everyday mundane routine of doing the same things over lost herself and just taking her back to remember the things that she longed to do when she was a child. I think it's so important to go back to your childhood and look at the things that you wanted to do when you were a child, because you had no connection to anything there. You didn't have ties to, doing something to earn a paycheck or to earn money, you did the things that filled you up and the things that served you. And that's all you did. If you didn't like it, you walked away from it and picked something else up. Right. So when you can look back to your childhood and you can look at the things that you did and the things that served you, then you can remember connect to the callings of your soul, because those were soul aligned actions that you took when you were a child. So when she was able to go back to that place and she was able to remember, she dreamt of being a mother. She played house, she played dolls, she played chef, she played all of the things. And all she ever wanted to do was be a mother and be a stay at home mom. And she's living that life. And she kind of forgot that she is living her dream. And it was so cool to see her like, realize that like the light bulb went on in her mind when she's seen it and it just like oh 
shines around her now. And she just, she glows differently because she's living her soul aligned life. Oh, I love that. And I love how you bring it back to childhood and before, yeah, we have all these obligations and ties and all of um, these things that are imprinted on us from society. Yeah. I love how you say, yes. yeah, if you weren't filled up, you would walk away and carry on to something else. So I think that is an important lesson um, or yeah, understanding for us. Like if we aren't filled up, like we don't have to stay there. There is another path, another direction, um, more options available. Like we aren't stuck there. We do have the choice to, um, carry on, move on, dig in and figure, figure out what it is. So I love that you're providing a space for women to get connected to their soul and find their purpose and be more confident and come alive. Because I feel like there's so many women out there that don't. And I think, um, as a collective, or, you know, if we each just grow a little, like a little tiny bit, then the whole energy just shifts. And I think, um, more women would be able to lift each other up, um, and support each other and find community. And, you know, if you're thriving, if you're happy, um, if your soul is filled up, then you are so much more in alignment and able to support others on their journey if you're feeling it too. So I feel like we really all need to go deep, dig, dig deep and kind of figure that out to make the two changes to support, um, ourselves living this best life. Yes, absolutely. It's one thing that we cover is learning the difference between like a fear-based life and a soul aligned life. And when we go through like all the checkpoints of what it actually means to live a fear-based life, so many people right then and there are like, snap, that's the life that I'm living. And that's not the life that I want to live. How do I get to the other side? How do I get to that soul aligned life? And exactly when you find that, when you align your soul, you light up in a whole different way and you light up and conserve humanity your whole light impacts humanity as a whole when you step into your calling and you let your light shine I love that I have to ask how are your kids doing today they're doing really really good today my son is in remission with his arthritis so that was one of the best news that we could ever get Um, no more medications for him no more weekly needles, no more harsh stuff being pumped into his body. Oh, it just makes my heart so happy to know that he's not having all of that in his body anymore. And his body is learning to uh, deal with it on its own. Um, He does, he was diagnosed with a different um, ailment in his body, but it's not quite as aggressive as the arthritis and it doesn't need the same type of treatment. So He's been doing really good. He's back um, playing hockey, back like scootering around, running with friends. Like it's amazing to see his growth. Um, 
he's a little fundraising advocate. He's done so much work for the Royal McDonald House. And it's just, it's so fun to see his passions. And then my daughter's been really good. She's been so healthy, um, so strong. And it's just, it's amazing. We're truly blessed. Oh, good. So glad to hear that things are going well with your kids and you are, um, now thriving, opening up, you have friends (laughs) in your new home. (laughs) Yes. Well, yes. Once I let down my walls, I, and let people in, let people know me. It just, it came (laughs) and it was me that was holding them back. It was me that had the blockage. And yeah, I'm, like you said, very blessed with friendships and loving our home and where we're at peace with where we're at. I've learned to embrace, um, like being the fact of like, you have to prosper where you're planted. That was something that quote definitely stuck with me. The first time that I heard it, it was like, what does that mean? I had no idea. But as I kind of dug more into the personal development around (laughs) that aspect in itself, that you have to prosper where you're, I believe that we are here in Grand Prairie for a reason, and we will make the best out of our time while we're here. I have never heard that quote before. And that is, oh, that gave me chills. That is so true. (laughs) I love that. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I, so I have some, uh, final, final kind of, um, one word or one sentence for you. Okay. So I have a few words that I'm going to say, and I want you to try to, um, say whatever comes to mind in one word or one sentence. Okay. This is going to be fun. Okay. (laughs) Sunshine. Bright. Storm. Dark. Family blessing, peace, calming, wish, wish. Is that what you said? Yeah. Fun. (laughs) Love it. Which is our fun. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. This next one. I love it. Hair. Fun as well. You have to have fun with your hair. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. If you don't know who Tabitha is, you have to go find her on social media. She has the absolute best hair you've ever seen. You've had it in every single color, um, every single style. Yeah. She has the best hair. Um, her hair is living its best life. That's for them. Sure. It really is. It, it is. has a mind of its yes. own and I've learned to just embrace it. I love it. Thank you. Um, okay. The next one, inspiration. Faith. Mm, self-care. Needed. Mentor. Ne- like a necessity to have a mentor. Laughter. Giggles. And the last <laughs> one is values. Faith comes to mind when you said that. I don't know why, but faith. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story today. Um, where can everybody find you to jump into one of the programs that you have to find out everything that you're doing and stay updated? 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate your time and all of this as well. Um, anybody can find me and my Facebook group is called Lux Empowerment. Um, I definitely am more of a presence on Facebook. I'm learning the Instagram world. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> new to me. Um, so I'm definitely more active on Facebook in Lux Empowerment. Um, but I do have Instagram and my name on there is Tab Aslash. Okay. And we'll link all that in the show notes so everybody can find you and, um, yeah, jump into, um, connect with you to start to find out what it is that lights them up so they can live their best life. Awesome. Thank you again so much. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I love chatting with you and hearing your story. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of all things relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.